Sonny, uh, it's Jonathan Karras, uh, head of communications here at Lavana. Uh, thanks so much, and sorry about the uh, the technical mishap. Um, you know, I think I've got like a seventy percent success rate with uh, spaces at this point, but I'm I'm glad that uh, we figured it out. And uh, maybe we'll just give a minute or two for people to be able to um, switch from the spaces that didn't work to over to this one. But how how are you doing tonight or today, uh, wherever you are? I'm doing pretty great, honestly. Seventy percent success rate with Twitter Spaces is uh very good. So <laughs> that's congrats on that. I think when we were doing updates from the labs on Twitter Spaces, I think like you know uh, we were lucky if we got to fifty percent success rate. Well, what I figured then this is like a a key um, point is you have to have every other instance of um, a login to that account offline. So if you have like two phones, there's there's a bunch of different um, uh, you know devices and like uh, people that have access to the Lavana Twitter handle. And so if if any of them opened up, you know, push the notification or things like that, that's it. It's like bam, your spaces is dead. But uh, and everybody gets a notification. So that's one of the, the pro tips that we ended up uh, figuring out through trial by fire. But I guess let's uh, yeah, yeah yeah let's let you know let's jump into it. People will join. We've got some um, you know we for anybody who's listening, um, we were graciously um, uh, met uh, for this interview uh, with Sonny, who I think needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyways, and I'm going to ask you to, to tell a little bit about your bio, just assuming that uh, some of the people that might be listening to this, might be new to Cosmos, they might be new to Osmosis, they might be new to Lavana. So it's always good to kind of start with uh, an origin story. So, um, so, you know, Sonny's been a powerhouse in this space. Um, he is without a doubt one of the most influential people that I know within uh, crypto today that I have had the, the, the honor and pleasure of working with. Um, and why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got here? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I've been, you know, working in the crypto. Sp well, I got into crypto originally in like 2015, uh, but you know, just uh, was a Bitcoin maxi and you know, take down the government. Um, and then, uh, you know, two years later uh, in 2017, I decided to work full-time in crypto, uh, dropped out of college uh, after my sophomore year, uh, spent some time doing some a little bit of Ethereum stuff, dabbling here and there, um, found it exciting, but then, you know, my Bitcoin uh, maximalism was like, what is this ETH shitcoin? I thought we we're doing stuff for Bitcoin. And so I kind of stumbled upon Cosmos and I was like, wow, this is really cool. We can build the app layer for Bitcoin. Uh, and so that's kind of I started working on Cosmos full time, and I think my 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 mindset has definitely expanded a bit since then. I'm not, not as Bitcoin maxi anymore, but still, you know, Bitcoin mosty maybe. Um, and so yeah, kind of been working on Cosmos since then. Helped build the Cosmos SDK, helped uh, design IBC, um, and then. Eventually, uh, once a lot of the core stack of Cosmos was ready, the you know Tenderman, Cosmos Decay, IBC, the holy trinity of the Cosmos stack, uh, decided well, time to start building some applications using the stack, and so that's how we kind of ended up starting Osmosis, which is now the biggest DEX uh, in the IBC ecosystem. I don't think that's. I think that's a little bit underselling it. I think that 
that Osmosis is is one of the it, the the biggest decks in all of crypto today. It, uh, you know, do you have do you have any sense as to where Osmosis kind of sits in the broader picture? Um, it's a good question. Uh, I'm sure we are definitely top ten dexes by volume by this point, especially uh, as of late with uh, you know. Wahua mania, um, but you know, once upon a time, you know, Osmosis uh, has had its rise and falls, much like uh, Levana as well. Uh, we were very, very integrated into the Terra ecosystem, and so, oh, we for a while we were we were the biggest decks for UST, um, and so at you know peak uh, lunacy, we I think we were like one. You know, maybe a top. We we you know we had over two billion dollars of of TVL and like you know daily hundred million dollar plus volumes. Um, but you know, bear market hit. We're we're down a little bit, but you know we see the volume slowly ticking up and up. Uh, we are the biggest decks for Adam. We're also the biggest decks for Tia, which is obviously a lot of people are uh, a lot of a lot of eyes on right now. Um, and we are hoping on just continuing to grow that. But beyond that, you know, evolving osmosis beyond just the spot decks, right? Like the the goal here is to build a, you know, very cohesive, integrated DeFi ecosystem and, you know, expanding to a larger set of product offerings such as perps, which, uh, you know, with with Lavana. That's uh, yeah. And we we share, you know, you mentioned the ups and downs and, and, and Terra and, you know, we had I think our our first launch date was scheduled to be I think June 9th at um, what ended up being the first Osmocon you know and it wasn't really scheduled to be the first Osmocon it was a uh, you know it was a Terra based conference in in Austin and less and roughly I guess it was almost three weeks before that uh, was the collapse of Terra and what I loved and you know and this is uh, it kind of when I became a Sunny fanboy was um, you know that you kind of just picked up the pieces you saw the opportunity and then you you said well you know there's by hook or by crook there's going to be a conference and then that you know became um what hopefully now is you know annual events around osmocon and i i really thoroughly enjoyed what you put together um in paris this year uh and and, and i i i look forward to it being just an even bigger and um and more celebratory and educational event uh, in the coming years. So uh, I have a couple questions. I'd love to, um, you know, Lavana is a is a perps, um, and it's uh, it's probably the the biggest uh, third party application on Osmosis. I don't have the numbers uh, in front of me, but we've done you know a little bit over uh, eight hundred million dollars in trading volume in about four months. Um, and I, I attribute that success primarily to the amazing product that the uh, Osmosis team has has built, and really the like the liquidity suck that has been um, focused, uh, you know, of being this kind of like hub of of DeFi uh, that you know that that Osmosis has has created. And I'm I'm curious from your perspective, um, how do you see? Uh, third-party applications continuing to interact with Osmosis um, throughout this this next cycle. Are there are there there certain um, verticals that you want to focus on? Um, I know that you've got a robust roadmap um, yourself, but help us on kind of understand the 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 vision of a balance between third-party applications and the you know internal building of. Uh, of osmosis itself. Oh, we might have lost him. So, I guess in the in the meantime, um, you know, I'll talk a little bit about my uh, you know my own experience of of building on multiple chains. Lavana is has been um, deployed on Injective. It, it's been deployed on Say. But if you look at where the the users really lie, um, the the it's almost, I think, ninety-nine percent of the users um, are on Osmosis, uh, and it's it's almost um, counterintuitive because 
the IBC makes it so easy to move from one chain to another. Uh, the, it's uh, you know it's it's not um, it's not uh, it's not obvious that you would end up with such success of what Osmosis has created, not just for herself but also for third-party applications that build on Osmosis. Um, you know, as opposed to building on um, you know building your own app chain versus building on top of osmosis so let me just uh i don't know where you le left off so i'll ask the question i guess a little bit more succinctly why should an application consider building on top of osmosis as opposed to launching their own app chain hey uh, sorry about that you're saying we're saying something about 70 percent success rate um yeah so why osmosis uh instead of building an app chain uh Building blockchains are hard. Uh, there's a lot of things that you have to do when you're designing your blockchain. And, um, you know, the Cosmos SDK makes it easier for sure. It's like, you know, uh, trying to write something from absolute scratch, but it, like that, it, it's a little bit insane. But uh, if you, Cosmos SDK makes it easier. But there's still a lot of work to be done. You know, we see that, especially if you're trying, you know, the, the goal of why would you want to build an app chain at all is if you're trying to take advantage of chain level functionality to enhance your application. So, you know, uh, an example for something like a DEX, right? Maybe we want to prioritize making sure like cancels, cancellations on the order book go faster or cheaper then you know this is something that market makers look for. You can do that at the chain level only if you like control the chain blockchain itself. You can't really do this. You can't go tell Ethereum be like, hey, you know, prioritize this transaction type, or you can, even like a generalized L two. Now, if your application doesn't need that sort of functionality, it actually gives you know. Then you might as well just go deploy on a generalized blockchain, right? You might you can just go deploy on an L2 or, you know, a generalized cosmosm chain on Neutron or Juno or something. What building on Osmosis does is it actually gives you this, like, really cool middle ground where because Osmosis is this permissioned uh, platform, right, it's not meant to be a generalized cosmosm platform, but rather it's meant to be something that is, you know, there's a small suite of apps that are, com uh, that are, like, merged uh, not merged but like coexisting on this chain the chain can go out of its way to uh accommodate chain level functionalities for the applications built on top so if levana says like hey we need faster oracle updates we can go you know work at the chain level to make sure we can get oracle updates to levana on a per block basis right and that in order to help the pro help the product. So building on Osmosis gives you this like nice middle ground where, you know, you can offload some of the, obviously at the end of the day, you know, the Osmosis uh, chain has its own governance system, has, you know, priorities of its own, but like it will, as long as, you know, these things are positive some, right, it will go out of its way to accommodate the app, which is something that you won't find on generalized blockchains today. And I can attest firsthand that that's been the experience that Lavana has had. You know, the the, the close in uh, uh, coordination around you know bug fixing, um, around uh, you know node management, um, around fee abstraction, around Oracle integration, uh, testing environments, uh, all of these, even wallet integrations. Uh, the you know we feel like we've got a real partner with the osmosis uh, engineering team and even the osmosis community to date twice we have created proposals initially to to launch the whitelisted uh wallet address and then uh to uh, bootstrap liquidity on the osmo pool which is one of the most uh, popular uh pools on osmosis uh on on Levana. and then um subsequently the third party partners that we've had like um like oho uh, from Umi, um, getting their price feed integrated into Osmosis, and Stride 
getting their redemption rates into osmosis. And if you're listening to this and you don't understand what any of that is, you know, I digress into nuance. But the main thing that I want to get across is that uh, it's just been a, a pleasure of an experience to have a partner like osmosis. And we uh, don't take for granted the amount of overhead and just like sheer engineering cost that would have um, been on the the shoulders of the Levana core team, um, which we were able to to lean on osmosis, which really allowed us to be able to focus on creating the amazing uh, user experience that uh, Levana has has created to date, and has been able to um, really achieve. You know, we've paid out now uh, over a million dollars, um, give or take, to Osmosis users uh, since we launched th uh, four months ago. And that wouldn't have been possible uh, if we had to focus on all of this overhead um, of infrastructure layer and, and you know, partnerships and integration. So uh, I can, you know, I, I definitely agree with the sentiment there. Uh, to change the subject a little bit, I'd love to hear... Um, uh, go kind of the you went through the launch of Adam. You went through the launch of the the uh, you know the the Osmo token. Is there anything that you can share as the Levana team is getting ready to launch the LVN token? Uh, um, you know the Levana uh, governance token. Any any insights or any anecdotes that you can share? Kind of having been through this multiple times before. Yeah. Um... I guess one tip I always give uh, projects, especially those that are doing some sort of airdrop, um, which I don't, I don't know if these tips are too late for Levana, but I, I think you know, we've talked about these privately, so I'm just sharing my advice more publicly at this point. Um, you know, your airdrop is probably like one of the most important user acquisition moments and like executing it like very intentionally is very important. Um, I'm not, you know, not to overly pick on them, but, you know, just I'll give an example of, you know, I, I actually think Evmos was a very un, not well executed airdrop for like a variety, variety of reasons, right? One, obviously the, uh, you know, we had all those technical issues uh, with Evmos where like, you know, it was just, stuff wasn't working and it was really hard to claim so that, that's one one side of it which which obviously should be should have been improved but i also just think the architecture of the like who was airdropped to was a little bit odd so you know with the fmos team i originally gave them this whole concept of what i call the gas drop which was a um I, it's, a, it's a blog post on my my personal blog from like you know years ago but basically the idea was hey let's go and measure how much gas every account on it how much every account on ethereum has spent in gas and airdrop to users based off of that and you turn the narrative into like oh ethereum is for the eth holders but what about the ethereum users well you know this is the eth like you know this is an evm chain for the ethereum users where we're giving it to the people who spend gas and so they 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 found that interesting they ran with it but they gave like i don't know like 30, 40% of the airdrop to that. And the other rest of the airdrop was given to, uh, I'll call it a bunch of random Cosmos users. Like the airdrop to, it includes Osmo stakeholders, which is, you know, thanks for the airdrop. Um, but I don't think it was very well intentioned, right? It was like, or, you know, I think there was a small airdrop to AKT holders as well, just because it's like, oh, isn't it funny that like Akash Network has the same name as one of the co-founders of like, have most and it's like yeah i don't know it's like that you know and and part of what actually happened weird with Evmos was all the um cosmos side people claimed the airdrop so all the osmo holders and uh you know adam holders and everyone we all claimed the airdrop and staked it and what happened was that caused the staking apr of Evmos to be like extremely high and then the narrative of Evmos became Oh, look at how awesome this like crazy, insanely high staking APR is. We're getting like hundred plus percent on the staking APR. But what that did was it actually like demotivated people or dis discouraged people to go actually like 
and get the ETH holders, the Ethereum side users to claim the airdrop, right? And so, you know, you kind of messed up. Where, it was like player versus player at that point? It, yeah, the way that the, the, the typical staking APR is actually a little bit player versus player because, um, you know, there's most of the ways most chains work uh, is like, you know, they have a certain amount of inflation and the APR, the inflation actually usually goes down the more um, is staked. And it's like the, AP, the inflation gets split amongst more people, the more people you get to stake. So basically, no Cosmos holders were incentivized to go like, you know, rally the troops in the Ethereum community and be like, hey, everyone come claim your airdrop. And basically what ended up happening was the Evmos token distribution never got into the hands of Ethereum users. Um, so that, that, you know, I would, like I said, you know, I, it was still early on, it was over a year and a half ago. It was like, you know, I think we, we, we live and learn. Right? I, I think like, I, you know, I'm still very hopeful for Evmos. I think they've been doing a lot of cool, like a lot of interesting development, but it, it is, I do think that like that airdrop was just like something that wasn't well executed. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working very closely with like the Nomic team right now about like, okay. How should they do the airdrop? Like, you know, their, their job, they have one job, which is maximize the amount of Bitcoin going over that bridge. What are the things, who, how, how would you like construct the airdrop to like incentivize the Bitcoin holders and the types of Bitcoin holders that will send stuff over the bridge? Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned earlier in the call that you were like, we went from a Bitcoin maxi to a Bitcoin mosti. And I think that that is, um, that's something that, uh, I would describe myself as as well. Um, you know, I got into the space um, from really from uh, frustration of trying to buy gold coins um, because I, I really believed in the hard money thesis, and it was just so hard to buy gold coins and to um, be able to like verify that it was real and being able to divide it and being able to store it safely and being able to transfer it and be able to cross borders with it. And so all of these very real um, money primitive issues that I found with gold, then it was really from complaining about it that people were like, oh, you should probably read the Bitcoin white paper and you should probably read some of these blog posts, you know, on bit, uh, you know, on the Bitcoin talk channels. And then it was like a rabbit hole that I just kind of like fell down. And that was in, I think, late 2016. I knew, I know what Bitcoin was for a while, but I was very uh, skeptical of it. Um, but once, you know, I actually tried to use gold as money. So then that's, that was like, it was like the light bulb went off and, and it was easy for, for Bitcoin. And I'm a huge fan of Nomic. Um, we actually um, built and we're on test, we're live on Testnet with, um, Nomic on a Levana, a Nomic, uh, an NBTC um, market on Osmosis Testnet. Um, and it's actually been there since uh, Istanbul, since Cosmoverse um, was when we announced that. And the, the, the main thing that we've been kind of waiting for, and I think that we're almost ready for it uh, with some of the you know, recent uh, liquidity pumps that we've had um, on Osmosis, uh, within with regards to NBTC is um, is you know is being able to have that killer user experience where uh, a a user who has not really been part of DeFi but they're a Bitcoin that you know they they are a Bitcoin user and they want to be able to maximize um, the the yield or the functionality that they get out of Bitcoin and I I thoroughly believe that Osmosis is uniquely positioned um, to provide that utility. And that's why we've, um, you know, been uh, a, a, a so forward thinking with uh, with the integration of Nomic, even even though the liquidity, you know, historically hasn't been there. So it's, it's very exciting um, to to hear that you're working on that project, and you know, we're excited at Lavana. Um, Bitcoin, the Bitcoin market uh, on Lavana is uh, the I think the second most popular Bitcoin market after uh, Adam. And if you haven't used it before, it's it's different than perps on any other type of um, of Bitcoin perps or margin or leverage market, and that's because it actually uses real Bitcoin, real collateralized Bitcoin. So 
the leverage that can be provided safely is higher. The earnings, uh, it's a single-sided deposit of Bitcoin. Um, there's, you know, there's a, uh, there's no runaway risk that the, the market is going to become insolvent. And then, you know, if Bitcoin runs to a million bucks a coin, which, you know, we're all hoping that it will someday, that the that it's actually just going to crash the uh, the perpetuals market. And um, so the 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 functionality of telling somebody, oh, you've got Bitcoin on a ledger, um, come over to Levana on Osmosis, deposit your Bitcoin through a QR code, and then earn 20, 30% APR, it paid out every six seconds in Bitcoin um, and use your Bitcoin to be able to uh, leverage up your Bitcoin or even um, cross margin, take, um, you know, cross collateral. I mean, uh, take open up leverage positions, you know, with uh, with 30x leverage, with 100x leverage of, of various assets, all collateralized by your Bitcoin, I think is um, the killer use case for Levana. And it's something that I know you and I have spoken about in private, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to talk about it in public, is a use case that um, I think is going to be um, uh, uniquely synergistic between the Osmosis chain and, and Levana. And I'd, I'd love to kind of hear more thoughts that you have of, of how you see Osmosis leaning in into Bitcoin um, in 2024, if there's anything that, that you can share. Yeah, so you know, I mean, I if anyone watched my talk at Gateway in at earlier this year in Prague, I kind of had this whole. I had this. I mean, my, the main focus of my talk was a Terra retrospective, but then I then did talk about you know, at the end. I'm like, okay, if Cosmos wants to like make it, um, it, we need to lean into Bitcoin, right? Like, Cosmos, I think, has the second biggest ecosystem right now other than like ethereum but we don't have that base capital asset in the same way that ethereum does right eth and bitcoin are just in a league of their own and i you know if anyone's heard my recent ramblings about adam i do think there's a world where adam can get there as well um but like at the moment i think cosmos like osmos is like should there's a huge market opportunity to build the DeFi ecosystem for bitcoin and i think Cosmos is just very well positioned to do that. And in a ways we, we are already, you know, ThorChain is like the biggest deck for Bitcoin, right? And it's like doing like something like 2% of Bitcoin volumes right now. That's, 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 that's insane. Um, and, you know, I'm excited about like Babylon building like I lost Sunny. Give me a thumbs up if you're in the audience and you lost Sunny also, or maybe it's just my poor connection. Okay, so Sunny, I'm getting feedback from the audience that, uh, that we lost you. Um, so I'm going to take over the microphone, but feel free to cut me off at any point here. So I think that we see that, oh, I think you're back. Go, go for it again. Lean into, you know, you need like a potato antenna or something. I'm not sure if a potato antenna exists. I just made up that term. Okay. So I'll, I'll keep on the microphone. So it's, um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of opportunity here. Uh, and I think that it also highlights, you know, these types of um, roles really highlight the um, the unique synergy between Levana and um, and Osmosis itself, because um, of the fact that uh, Levana, um, you know, uses real world assets uh, and. So Sonny, you had actually mentioned this in a, um, you know, in a, in a question because there's so many different ways to build perps. Um, and I, I'd love to just hear from you kind of what, what, why do you think it is that Levana became so successful on osmosis in such a short period of time? Any thoughts or insights there? Protecting the Bitcoin question. Uh, last thing people heard but what i was just saying was like you know excited about like you know babylon and then even within the DeFi ecosystem of osmosis like you have like membrane and so you'll be able to like issue stables against bitcoin you know assuming membrane governance approves this uh you'll be able to, with with margin you should be able to you know take on squared rev leverage on uh bitcoin which is a very wonky like leverage portfolio but it's like 
you know, there, there might be demand for that. We saw that with Squeeth on Ethereum. I think Osmosis will be the place to do like squared Bitcoin uh, leverage. Um, and so, you know, I just think there's a lot of, uh, you know, I, my New Year's resolution is uh, by end of 2024, Osmosis will be the number one DEX for Bitcoin volume in like the world. So uh, that, hold me to it one year from now. Um, so anyways, uh, speaking about perps, uh, you know, my whole take is that like perps are such a new asset class or not asset class, uh, market design class, financial instrument, financial instrument. Yeah. And they were literally invented like less than like seven years ago. Right. Like BitMEX. And, uh, you know, FTX came along and, like, did some, uh, GMX came along and did, like, change the model up completely. And then from there, you had this explosion of, like, design space. And, like, you know, I mean, you guys know probably better than anyone that, like, how big the design space is. Because I've seen you guys, like, iterate through, like, three or four designs at this point of how how to build a purpose protocol. Um, And, you know... Margin, for example, you know, aired leverage is a completely different thing. But, you know, the, the model GMX does is different than what Levana does, which is different than what UIX does. And I think that we just probably don't know what's the optimal model yet. And I think it's what we're seeing is like explosion of uh, mechanisms designs. It's like similar that we saw in PMMs, you know, where you had like Curve doing something different and you had Bouncer doing something different and you had, you know, Mooney Swap. Does anyone remember Mooney Swap? Like, uh, one Inches AMM. They tried to do something different and you had all these like design space and eventually, you know, the market ends up converging on a couple of architectures. You know, it seems that the Uniswap V3 architecture uh, ended up coming up, like, coming out dominant. Um, and so I just think we're in this period of like, exploration on perps designs and you can see the number of perps markets launching right now that just really shows that you know especially if you look on arbitrum that's where a lot of them are hanging out these days um but you know you see and yeah so that, that, that's kind of what i'm what we're interested with osmosis is like making sure or explore this design space and i think levana came up with a very like unique model a lot of traction where it did in-kind collateral. So typically on most perps protocols, let's say you go to like DYDX, um, if you want to trade a asset, like you have to put down USDC collateral. And now that actually makes the like, it's it's just generally more risky. There's like more risk management involved because let's say you want to trade a perp on, uh, I don't know, TIA, right? You have to like, collateralized in USDC, but TIA is like this like hyper volatile asset in the last like month. And it's like just the risk to the protocol is much higher. And so what uh, what's nice about Levana is that by creating in-kind perps, like you can actually say, hey, I want to take a leverage position on TIA, but I'm going to use TIA as my collateral. So Funny, I actually call Levana's uh, in-kind market somewhere between, it's somewhere between margin and perps. Like it is a perps protocol, but it has a lot of the UX of a margin protocol in the sense that you can just bring uh, and it's actually uh, Levana is actually able to charge much lower fees as well. Uh, which it con- I think contributes to the you know at the end of the day a lot of the competition comes down from who can drive down the fees the lowest and Levana is in this like unique uh, position where like from a mechanism standpoint it actually allows it to drive down like provide users with lower fees while keeping the system solvent. That's I mean I couldn't have said it better myself and uh, you know you um, are totally on the money that Levana has, I think we call, we call the current version of Levana is Levana Perps V2, but it really is uh, the, the fourth iteration. And actually, even within 
Lavana's current product, there's there's three different mechanisms for perps. There's perps in kind, like you mentioned, um, which can support things like native Bitcoin, which can support also more exotic assets like uh, staked, you know, st uh, staked ETH. We have real yield ETH where you can leverage that up. We've got uh, uh, ST Atom, which I think is the third most popular asset on Lavana, and we've got um, the uh, uh, you know, and then we've got the 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 synthetic assets, and even the way that we build the synthetic assets, which can be used for forex, which can be used for um, but you know, for uh, things like Doge, that there isn't yet the liquidity natively, or there isn't like the 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 um, the the bridge risk is too high um, to be able to bring it successfully to osmosis, so we can launch those markets. And I think right now. You know, we've the because of the capital efficiency. Just within four months, we've been able to bring, um, I think, twenty-seven different markets to osmosis, um, and we're seeing you know trading volumes anywhere from you know ten to uh, thirty million dollars a day, uh, just because of how much demand there is amongst osmosis users. Um, I, I want to, uh, I want to come back to the Lavana token. Um, and I'm curious to hear from you, Sonny, um, how you, uh, you know, in terms of, of utility from a, a chain perspective, what, are the, what do you see the opportunities as, uh, as a protocol building on top of osmosis for the Levana token, um, it, you know, in terms of helping to provide security to the chain, of being, uh, it, you know, able to interact with, um, you know, with, uh, being able to build out a robust uh, DAO and ecosystem um, for Lavana users, and how do you see the synergy between uh, the LVN uh, token and the the Osmo token? So we're losing you a little bit here. Um, so maybe there's a, yeah. Let's just try again. Okay, is this better? Yeah, it works for me. Okay, so uh, what I was thinking was looking for if you was using the uh, like uh, contributing in security is um, like people think that the, you know people are familiar with like mesh security and this like multi-token staking model that Osmosis has been like pushing. Uh, people think it has to be done across chains, right? But that's actually not true. You you can actually, you know, all you can do it even with tokens on the same chain, right? You can say, and so what we could do is like have say, hey, LVN could be staked in the mesh security contract and provide additional security to the osmosis chain, just like you could, you know, cross chain stake, uh, you know, capital or something. But you can take it a step further. Which is instead of just LVN tokens, you can even make it so uh, some of the DeFi tokens, as long as there's a fungible token and some way for us to assess the economic value and risk properties of the token, we can include that in mesh security. This is kind of what we do with superfluid staking, where we say, hey, here are these LP shares in the Osmosis DEX. We're going to you know, allow those to contribute to the chain's proof of stake security. We can imagine that this could also be done with like Labana's XLP tokens as well. XLP tokens already have like a lockup period associated with them. Why not have that like economic value in the ecosystem contribute to the security of the chain? That's, uh, you know, uh, we hadn't spoken about the XLP tokens. That's actually brilliant because that also means that um, capital that is, that was being used as leverage or currently is being used um, as, uh, as, as uh, for the, the core principle of generating leverage on osmosis could also be part of securing the osmosis chain and then could also be used, like for example, if you had Osmo in an XLP pool on Lavana, then you'd also be able to use that to um, to vote on new proposals or to participate in governance, and it could, yeah, and it could, it could definitely spread beyond that. Um, you know, one of our goals, and this is coming back to something that I think just with my ADD brain, I jumped, 
too many to too many topics without um, getting to discuss with you um, or to to respond was about you had mentioned the Evmos um, kind of missed opportunity for airdrops. And one of the things that um, we've seen at Lavana is that um, we're very good at recognizing the things that we're not very good at. And one of the things that uh, I think is very important as an entrepreneur or you know in in building anything that's that's new or or a startup phase is that you need to come with a sense of humility and you need to constantly be in an exploratory fashion. And we've really designed the airdrop for Lavana to be something that will occur not just at one period of time, even though you know it's scheduled to start next week or the or or the you know the weekend after that, um, but uh, but is really designed to be an experience that happens over the course of six months with very distinct phases. And the reason that it was designed such a way was that we can learn about the um, the 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 method of creating value and bringing users into uh, into um, uh, into Lavana, whether it's increasing retention and engagement, you know, through rewarding uh, existing users, such as uh, you know, many protocols have farming activity. Um, it could be um, uh, rewarding and synergizing the you know the the broader Cosmos ecosystem, like amongst osmosis traders and uh, traders on other DEXs and DGENs within Cosmos and, and bringing them into osmosis to trade on Lavana. And then it can also be, you know, in the form of like uh, the, you know, the, like, um, you know, the, the vampire methodology of like, let's go and let's find people that have never even been to osmosis before. They don't even have uh, a Cosmos wallet and let's incentivize them to come and to bring their capital to the Osmosis blockchain, so then that way they can trade leverage on Lavana. So this kind of uh, iterative approach, which allows for um, a lot of experimentation, a lot of course correcting, and a lot of uh, community feedback, is something that I personally haven't seen, uh, you know, implemented within, uh, you know, within my experience within. Uh, um, uh, within crypto, and I'm curious if you have any uh, thoughts or advice as to how to make this, uh, you know, as successful as possible. Sorry, uh, what was the exact, exact question? Is um, how do you think who are the the killer recipients? You think that we should be bringing to the Osmosis ecosystem? Ah, um, honestly, a big one is uh, market makers, right? Like, a, uh. Actually, I think, I guess one thing is with, with the way Lavana works is you don't necessarily need like active market makers because of how the, uh, the vaults work. Uh, but like, okay, so bring the DGEN traders. And I think we're starting to bring them back, right? Like uh, Zaki always had a good point, which was, uh, you know, for a while, all the Osmosis, uh, Cosmos users, all the DGEN energy was gone because all the DGENs got wrecked by Terra. And so we were left in Cosmos with a bunch of like super conservative, uh, you know, hodlers only, which is, you know, yes, hodl, but like, you know, the DeFi protocols need some, some, some DGENs. And so, uh, you know, seeing the rise in DGEN activity in recent weeks has been good. Um, I think Tia probably brought in a lot, but, you know, seeing, you know, dog coins making a comeback. Um, but the big thing is, I think what will be crazy is like if we could find a way of airdropping to like centralized exchange users, right? That's where all the DGENs are right now. Like 99 probably percent of trading actually is happening on centralized exchanges. And today, so many people are just overly focused on like how do we bring in the users that are like currently on Ethereum. If we could figure out a way of like... I don't know, vampire attacking Binance or that. I think that's what we, I don't know how to do that yet, but if we can figure well, out a way of doing that, that'd be I mean, really the way, cool. Let's just think, and, and we, you know, we've never spoken about this before, so I'm totally shooting from the hip, but the, us, the, the Osmo, um, the, it, it, it's my understanding that the only direct deposit to 
the osmosis chain from Binance is is the the uh, the native Osmo token. Is that correct? Um. Yes. At the moment, that is correct. Uh, obviously, you can multi-hop the Atom or Tia as well. Um. But yeah, for now, Osmo is probably the easiest. So it's a uh, so just in terms of reducing friction points and like. Uh, reducing instructions that a user would have to have, uh, we really could do an airdrop where um, during a certain time, because we we can identify the the wallet that Binance uses for their withdrawals. I think that they use just either one wallet or they use a very small collection of wallets, which is you know basically doxed as um, as as Binance wallets. I know that that's how it works on on other chains, um, but probably with um, the you know with a little bit of uh, chain analysis we could identify those and if that was possible then we could um, have a, an airdrop program where if you took you know a hundred dollars of Osmo or whatever the the magic number is and you withdraw it from Binance then that's going to trigger that you're going to get a um, uh, a Lavana airdrop and it could even be that the um, that you know there's it's more nuanced than that that you come and and make a leverage trade um, on, with your Osmo on Lavana, and if we see that it came from Binance, then you get the special Binance bonus. Uh, I think that that's something that just standing on one foot should be possible to be built, and I think that's a phenomenal idea that uh, that I've never heard anybody uh, mention before. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, tracking at the wallet level. Um, another thing you could also do, and I'm just also just shooting from the hip because literally brain charming live right now but uh i don't know if you saw there was this project that like is doing quote-unquote peer-to-peer fiat on off ramping with the venmo uh, i don't know if you saw this i saw it on my twitter feed um, no i have not but that's uh that sounds like total sus yeah uh, so what they're doing is like uh at the end of the day what they're really doing is like doing some sort of like zero knowledge proof that of like the HTTPS response that Venmo sends that to confirm a payment, uh, and then they're proving that on chain. So I think it's like you put, I from my understanding, what they're doing is like you put money into an escrow contract, and then you send the Venmo payment, and then Venmo has some HTTPS response that you can like take that. You know, an HTTPS is signed by the Venmo servers technically, and so you can like submit that to the chain and verify that. So. You know, they they pitched it as this like Venmo off ramping solution, but really what it actually is is, uh, you know, you could use HTTPS responses to verify stuff on chain. Uh, you know, Chainlink actually had this idea originally. They had this thing called Town Crier. That was the first like proposal for this. I don't know if they ever actually ended up building it or not. But like, I'm so essentially what I'm trying to get at is like, I wonder if there's a way of like someone proving to you their Binance like trading history and being like, hey, look, like I've traded this much volume on Binance in the last one year. And like, okay, you here's this airdrop that you can claim if you like do at least 25% of that amount of volume uh, on Levana or Osmosis in the next like one year. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. I, I think you had, you had mentioned about, you know, kind of the, the early de- design space that we're operating in. And I think that airdrops uh, fall into that category, uh, you know, just as much as uh, you know, uh, perpetuals. That we really need to be challenging ourselves and, and view every airdrop as an opportunity to really being able to um, to, to build something uh, new and interesting. Um, another question about uh, about the Osmosis Dex and um, you know, and launching a, a token on the on the Osmosis Dex. Um, what are any any advice for the best ways to or the different um, opportunities that there are to be able to I guess grow liquidity and and grow awareness around new tokens coming to the Osmosis Dex? Um, uh, a loan swap. So this is something that uh, Osmosis has done in the past. Stargaze, where we do a swap, um, where we loan like. I think with Axlar, we loaned a million dollars worth of Osmo to Axlar. They they paired it with Axel, bootstrapped the pool, and then they returned uh, that a million dollars plus some premium 
to the Osmosis Community Pool one month later. So that basically helped them bootstrap that liquidity for Axel and effectively do a token swap with the Osmosis Community Pool. So now Osmosis actually owns a little bit of Axel tokens and Stars tokens as well. So I think that's actually a good way of, I mean, it has multiple effects, right? It one, bootstraps liquidity. Two, it just like incentive aligns Osmosis with Levana. And three, it it's a uh, it's uh, you know governance proposals are actually you know arguably pretty good marketing, uh, you know that's what everyone loves talking about, uh, and so yeah I think that that probably hits all three in my opinion. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Um, definitely, we'll look more into the uh, the the Axelar um, uh, and, the, and the Stargaze ones. I I, rem- I remember the Axelar one. Um, and uh, so I, we're coming up on, uh, you know, towards the end of an hour and um, I, gosh, I, I mean, I, you know, I have, you and I have uh, sat down together, I think four times um, in person and each one of those times was just not enough. You know, I, I feel like I could just sit and pick your brain for like three hours at a time, which I, which I know, um, you know, is, is probably uh, beyond what, uh, is um you know is is courteous so i do want to keep this kind of tight so i want to give just an open-ended question as to you know if uh any any other ad- advice or thoughts of what we can be doing at levana to just to 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 better uh to better uh, uh the product to better ourselves and to better our alignment with osmosis yeah um great question i think uh what would be like the killer thing that would like combine the entire like osmosis ecosystem into one unified product would be like some sort of joint leverage account so you know cross margining between levana and umi and margin for example and like i don't know there's stuff we have to figure out how that how that's possible is that even possible but I think that would be like the holy grail to really make like the, all the products in Osmosis feel uh, unified. Um, that's one. Uh, other what? Uh, other. Well, it just uh, so happens that I, I I might have a white paper in progress on, on that subject, but uh, we'll have to leave that for another spaces at another time. But. Um, uh, but yeah, that's yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, of of what's happening. Uh, in the in the market making uh uh money market uh, space and and how to use that for cross leverage and, and cross margin but mm-hmm. so that's yeah so so i love that i love that that's at the top of your list and so, another but, but product that more. i would be really excited about is like social trading i think uh you know i think friend tech really opened the floodgates towards i i think social is going to be like the nfts of this cycle it's going to be like uh, what brings in a lot of users and stuff. And I think uh, there's definitely a lot of room to do like some sort of, you know, social trading is a big, even if it's not, not something that brings in a lot of volume, it brings in a lot of users and eyeballs. And I think figuring out if we can create some sort of like social trading thing on top of uh, like Osmosis and Nirvana, I think would be a big value draw. Yeah, I'd love to brainstorm about that. One of the some of the social features that we're working on um, are are going to be around uh, copy trading, and then uh, also speculating on other people's performance. So those are two things that you know we've done a lot of design work on, and and that'll come iterative. You know, first you'll be able to just like uh, ghost. Um, you know, like stock another account and just kind of like see its trades and get alerts around its trades. And then, you know, traders will be able to open up uh, accounts and actually be able to accept um, copy trading and take fees on that. And then um, and then I actually want to be able to take those P&Ls, which are, you know, uh, volatile assets themselves, and then be able to make perps markets on that. So I can actually go long uh, Sonny's wallet um you know as your yeah. wallet trades you're speaking my language this is like very exactly what i along the lines of what i was thinking of like yeah how can you allow people to trade other people's pnls 
Yep. Yeah, exactly. So happy to, to sit and, and show you some of the, uh, the product work, uh, you know, that we, that we've done around that. So, um, we're almost out of time. So if, uh, I know we've got some requests that have come up here, so I'm going to just start, uh, uh, bringing people up and handing them the microphone. If anybody wants to come up and ask questions either to, uh, you know, uh, the Levana team or to Sonny, you know, you're welcome to do that. So I think immortal you are, um, uh, I think you're you're up or you're connecting. So Immortal, you're here. You just got to come off mute. And in the meantime, if there's anybody else that wants to come up and uh, to you know to ask a question, you know, just feel free to request. And I'm I'm looking here. Um, and I am I'm looking at just uh, written questions to see if anybody's written anything. Um, uh, you can add a dragon next to your name to show that you're supportive of our launch. Um, we will be collecting, we'll be doing a snapshot of people's Twitter names at some point in the future. I'm not sure exactly when that is, but uh, we'll we'll probably issue um, some details or send some DMs about that when it when it comes out. So if you are um, a fan, uh, you know you can uh, and you have uh, you know the 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 green beaker bottle. Um, or, you know, the, the, the purple, uh, cosmos, um, you know, icon, um, you know, feel free to, to add the, the dragon right that, uh, to that next to that as well, to show your support for Lavana. So it seems like immortal isn't interested in talking or is stuck on mute. If anybody else has, um, anybody else has any, uh, questions, you're welcome to come up. If not, then, uh, we'll just call it a night. So going once going twice. And with that, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank um, again for the uh, amazing interview from Sonny. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll, I'll ping you on Slack uh, to share some of the other thoughts about, um, about the, the shared margin accounts and the, um, and the uh, social trading. And I can, you know, I'm looking forward to this launch, looking forward to the future of, uh, of Osmosis and Lavana's uh, partnership. And it's just going to be an amazing 2024. All right, everybody, have a wonderful night. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the Max amount of payments, red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics, they probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting honest. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning for me. Mycological bonds, flick the cap, though the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace stacked in non-toxic. Just to get a better place, smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps clowns, white knight and all these Maybelines. They call it implausible, when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community, all these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity, got a planet in reach Coming standard to each, I'm on the back ten Stargazing after the siege, commanding all the management To grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east, y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served
Spaces.